Bears, symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. What's up, you pencil neck geeks? Welcome to the Wrestle Fetish Podcast. Do not adjust your YouTube streaming or your headphones or whatever the fuck else. It's your boy, the Dark Attack, back again with his family, with his loved ones, and a new guy. And a new guy. If you got the video, you've already seen it, but we'll get into that in a second. Welcome to the show, my guy, Tyler Limco. Congratulations. You're the f- your first ever predictions solo championship how do you feel you know i just want to say in the tradition of the chris burns's uh you know from the from the annie cruises to the josh martins they can all kiss my ass <laughs> tonight before god and my father is witness Neil's over here uh i declare myself the franchise dr tyler lemko the new wrestle fetish champion thank you did we just get a Shane Douglas? You just trashed our entire history of predictions. You're just like ushering a new era of the podcast. I told, yeah, I told you I was turning heel tonight. I wore the NWO. I should have seen it coming. You told me it was going to happen. You're wearing the NWO. How did I get so surprised? It's like Fuckboy Island all over again. Um, speaking of fuckboys, I don't know how to make that count. But anyway... <laughs> Annie, how are you doing, love? I like how you said speaking of fuckboys. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, I don't know how to make it connect, but you know what? It's all good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. You had a lot of fuckboy experiences in your life? <laughs> no, because I don't fuck with fuckboys. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Me neither. Not anymore, anyway. Um, <laughs> you live them and you learn. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But... Tyler, I'm glad that you usher you 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 must have been in my brain, living in my mind, rent free, as the young bucks might say. But everything about today's episode is new beginnings, a fresh start, if you were. That's why uh, we don't have Josh right now because we don't want the stink of the past fucking <laughs> messing up what we're doing right now. Okay, this is about the new shit. I'm the only holdover from the old horseman days. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I still love the store horseman. We'll see what happens one day. But I have to usher in. I have to announce. I have to introduce a friend of the show. Had him on the old store horseman show before. Happy to welcome him to the family, Mr. Eddie Torres. What's up, buddy? What's up, everyone? I'm Josh Martin. Um, I'm just <laughs> you were the most handsome version of yourself, Josh, that I think I've ever seen. I had some work done. I had some work yeah. done. Um, but I, I'm here. I got called up to the main roster, and I'm here to to challenge the new heel champion. Absolutely. Eddie, uh, let everybody know about kind of your history a little bit, about the RRBG podcast, where they can sure. find you. Sure, yeah. I host the RRBG podcast. You can find it anywhere on all of the things at RRBG. It stands for Rock and Roll Beer Guy. I, you know, the show started as a music interview thing and beer thing, but it just kind of evolved from there because I know so many workers in the biz. And then, you know, Josh Barnett's been on, Chris Dickinson. I've had, you know, Davy Boy Smith Jr. on the show. So, I mean, I, I, I watch the product that everyone puts out every week. I watch wrestling like five to six days out of the week. And I've been wanting to start and or be part of a wrestling podcast. So I, I thank you for welcoming into the welcoming me into the fold. 
Absolutely. Because we had talked after you did the all Spanish episode where you introduced inter- interviewed uh, Pentagon. That's right. Cero miedo. Cero miedo. Uh, yeah. Was super impressed by it. Obviously, yeah. I go way back with the Lucha Bros, considering that they're members of the Dark Foundation uh, right. stable that I formed back in the day. And uh, yeah, man. So don't don't worry yourselves. We haven't killed Josh or anything. He's just traveling right now doing shows. Josh will be back probably next week. But we're welcoming Eddie on as a new producer here at Wrestle Fetish. He's going to be helping us with the ins and outs, getting everything posted. Because I'll be fucking honest with you, I'm fucking busy. Okay, I'm super fucking busy. You think that Dave Chappelle goes on tour by himself? You think that fucking Bill Burr schedules shows on his own? You think that any number of comedians do that? No, I fucking do it. And that's why I don't have any time, okay? Tyler's got all kinds of content that he's shooting, and he's live streaming 24 hours a day. She's got fucking school. There's all sorts of shit going on, okay? It's tough. It's tough. And Eddie has no life. No life at all. <laughs> I got nothing going on, guys. Don't worry about it. I'm nothing going on. I'm running into him at GCW shows. I said, since you got time on your hands, come aboard. Let's rock this out. Let's take the podcast to the next level. Let's relive some of our glory days, and we're going to get it the fuck done. We hope you're excited about it, because we are. Can I suggest that if Josh comes back, we put him in a shark cage above the ring? I think he would love that, honestly. I, I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's ultimate social distancing. Jim Cornette had it right well before the, the lot of us did. I'll fucking pay to do that. <laughs> For him to do that, not me. <laughs> And he's had some experiences with cages that we've talked about on this show already. We we don't need to get into it again. But um, with that being said, with the new producer, with, you know, the format is going to stay the same. We're going to talk about topics, but not this week. We're going to return to the Patreon next week. I know a few of you have been asking where are the Patreon episodes. It's just been a scheduling thing. We're just trying to get it all figured out. But now with Eddie's divine intervention as it were we're gonna have way more time to get it scheduled right so that we can not deprive you guys of any content and so we're gonna treat this episode like a mega episode we're gonna talk about what's been going on in wrestling we're gonna talk about what's upcoming in wrestling and just in time because wwe is doing a hard reset like they like to do every once in a while they've already reset nxt to uh 2.0 which is really like 4.0 if you're really keeping track of what's been going on with NXT. Um, I like that this is like WrestleFetish 2.0 and Eddie's uh, Braun Breaker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got a pedigree to him. <laughs> I got to do every time I make a do a move in the ring, I guess. What is that name? Braun, I mean, Braun Breaker. Why couldn't they stick to Rex Steiner? I mean, that's... The name is there. Why did you have to change it? To and that? then the Kurt, what Kurt Wagner or whatever the other guy is, Kurt <sighs> something or other. He's the, one of the Beverly Brothers kids. So why not whatever Beverly? I forget. Is like, Wagner the the blonde uh, collie? Is that yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like it, they talk about having second generation, third generation wrestlers, and then they want you to, then they ignore it completely when they got the guys. Anyway, we'll get into NXT 2.0, but uh, tonight is going to be the first episode, first installment of the somewhat annual WWE draft. 
um, which is going to lead us right into Survivor Series next month, where the newly minted members of certain rosters are going to fight for brand supremacy, even though they just got there. Um, but whatever, whatever. You guys excited for the draft? Do you think this is an outdated concept? Or, you know, is this still a great way to shake things up, as Vince McMahon would say? And, Eddie, we're going to start with you. Welcome. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I like the draft. It shakes things up, as they say. I'm, I'm waiting for the AEW to, to do a brand split with Rampage <laughs> and Dynamite. Um, they're going to have to eventually. They got too much talent at this point. But I think it's cool. I, I'm just worried about some of the decisions that they make during these drafts, uh, you know, like breaking up the New Day or, you know, whatever they're going to do, break up the bloodline probably. I don't, I don't know what the plans are. Like, hey, we got the Hurt Businesses back, and then they're probably going to split them today. So uh, it's exciting because, it, you know, I'm starting to lose interest in WWE product as everybody Ooh. else is. So I'm still going to watch it because I'm a masochist, but I'm definitely starting to lose interest. And this is a way to keep me like, all right, let's see what they let's see what they pull out of their ass this week. You know, right. Again. Speaking of masochists and pulling things out of their ass, Annie, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I was a sadist, man. Okay? Get it right. Yeah. All right? All right. There's a difference, I'm the sadist in this situation. I'm just kidding. I, I got you. Know. I got you. I got no, you. Sorry. Go ahead. You're saying uh, thoughts on the draft. Is this still a thing that gets your uh, engines running? I mean, kind of, he kind of pretty much said what I wanted to say and that, you know, like the product has been kind of, I mean, we can all agree it's been kind of stale, but yet we still watch it. Right. So I think um, as a way to kind of get excited for it again, um, I think it'll be a good way to shake things up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not something that I've always been excited for in the past, but I think maybe now just to shake things up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it just to see what's going to happen. You know, who's going to split up or who's going to go where and, you know, see what happens. And as what should happen with every single championship match champion comes out last thoughts, my friend, you know, there's been a handful of occasions in my life where I've been feeling down, so I go out and I get myself a birthday cake. And it's one of my favorite things to do on like a non-birthday day, buying myself a birthday cake. And I don't do it often because it's supposed to be like a special thing that I really have when I need it. And that's how I feel about the draft. I think doing it every year is a ridiculous thing to do on like a scheduled date, especially we've talked about it in the past, having it right before Survivor Series, uh, which makes no sense. Um, I'm for a draft. I like when they do it. I think it should be like when they need it every couple of years. That's mm -hmm. my take. I'm, you know, if here's the, here's the, the, what we, we've talked about a lot in the, sort of the crazy thing about this the wwe with all the cuts all the you know defections all the contracts that have expired they still have a ton of talent under contract like a ton and yet you still get a lot of the same matchups all the fucking time so if that's gonna remain a thing then I am for a draft every single year. I think, obviously, doing it pre-Survivor Series makes no sense whatsoever, um, especially if there's not going to be any stakes at Survivor Series other than brand supremacy, bragging rights, blah, blah, blah. The, but it should happen after WrestleMania. Like, if you the culmination makes of storylines, yeah, and blow that makes off way more sense. Yeah. and all that happens at Mania, 
okay, great. Then that's a great way to start over again. You know what I mean? Let WrestleMania be your season finale. The draft is your season premiere. And then, you know, we go from there. Um, Cause you know, a, a lot of people I feel like are like, we don't need even two brands anymore. And it, it's done. It served its purpose in the, the, the brand. But I'll point to you. How exciting was it when big E confronted Roman Reigns? You know what I mean? Like, how exciting is the notion that what if Lashley and the entire Hurt Business gets drafted over to SmackDown and it, we get a Hurt Business versus Bloodline situation? All that is made possible by the fact that they've been kept separate for so long without even the notion of, well, they're on the same show. How come they've never had a conflict? Once you eliminate that and it's, it's not a thing that you think about and then you get it, it, things can get way more exciting. So I'm, I'm actually excited about the draft because there's a lot of possibilities. I agree with you, Eddie, that in the past, there's been a lot of like dumb shit, like let's separate the Dudleys because we got to make Devon a fucking pastor. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible thoughts like that. Um, and I'm not saying I have a whole lot of faith in the current WWE creative but at least now there's a possibility for some some freshness. You know what I, I mean? I also think they need to limit the amount of... I mean, I guess it, it, they can't do that because it's a draft. But mm -hmm. the one thing that bothers me the most about the draft is when I see, like, oh, if this person is staying on Raw. Like, right. limit that to just maybe one, maybe the champs. I don't know. But... <laughs> When it's like six dudes are staying on the same roster, like, what is this? Why are we watching this? <laughs> 100%. I like the idea that champions can get drafted anywhere, though. Yeah. It's interesting that the only the only person who you know is going to stay, like, stay in their place is Reggie. Because the 24 <laughs> title is a USA Network property. <laughs> That's not going to SmackDown. But they could do like an IC for a US swap. Can we get rid of that already, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. It was cool when it was our truth. Reggie's cool. He does flips. All right, but I'm over it. Like we don't need to see Jeff Hardy chasing after that thing. So. Yeah. I mean, essentially, that's the problem. Like the vortex that is created by the 24/7 championship and the poor wrestlers that get caught in it. Sometimes you're just like, oh, whoa, my, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, I mean, what they actually had a scheduled match on Raw with Ricochet, and I was like, oh, this is where we are with Ricochet. Yeah, like, this is where Ricochet. This is where King Puma has landed. Seriously, like <laughs> holy hell, it's saying a lot when you were better booked in Lucha Underground than you are on the WWE main fucking roster. It's a shame. Unbelievable it's a shame. to think about. Um, but. Since the draft is inevitable, no matter what we think about, think about it. Um, what are some of the things you hope to happen in the draft? Where would you like certain wrestlers to go? Where would you like? Would you like certain wrestlers to stay? What groups would you like split up, or do you want everybody to stay together? Like, what are some of the things that you're excited to see happen? Uh, Tyler, is there anything that sticks out to you of like what needs, like what should happen? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like I'm thinking, I'm. Th there's just certain guys who you're like, I, I hope they end up somewhere where there's an opportunity. But then 
there's no real difference for like a you know a Cesaro or a Sami Zayn. Like they switch over to the other brand. It's not like they're moving up the card. So I, yeah. I don't know. I personally want to see. I want to see the women's championship swab. I want to see Becky go to Raw, and I want to see Charlotte go to SmackDown. I just feel like it's a better fit. You know what I mean? Like mm. mainly because of just superstar status, right? Becky is inherently going to be one one a of of like biggest stars and how they're booked. You know what I mean? Just because of how goddamn popular she was previous to having the baby, and still is. You know what I mean? Like she gets every segment that she's in over. Like I was completely against her turning heel, but she's getting it over. She's getting, and I mean the the thumbs up she gave Sasha Banks. Add extreme rules like the friendship thumbs up. I'm just like, this chick is great at everything that she does. She's just fucking great. Um, but I'd love to see her propped as the main person on Monday Night Raw. Let Charlotte go to the A show or whatever, or the blue brand where Reigns is the number one guy. And then I think that you'll get less backlash on Charlotte because she can't be the main focus on a show that has Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? But she'll still be a great addition to that female division. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think Asuka probably needs to switch brands, too, because we haven't even seen her. Yeah. Where the fuck has she been? Yeah. I have no earthly idea. She's no not hurt or anything? No, she's not. She's not injured. She's, they have nothing for her. Yeah, creative has <laughs> Remember what they you. did when she had the title? Come on. <laughs> yeah. We never so, saw <laughs> So for me, I think that it would be a lot more interesting if a lot of women probably switch brands. Um, yeah. from this. Uh, Eddie, what are your thoughts? I actually got a few things that I would like to see. I would like to see AJ far away from Omas. As far <laughs> as possible. Send him to NXT. I don't he's, fucking he's care. Heavy. Good Lord, I don't care. No, stop. <laughs> my, my wife, I'll tell you what I don't like, and my wife is the one that pointed it out. She said, it makes AJ look like a baby. <laughs> AJ is the phenomenal one, and he's being carried around by Omas, <laughs> like, a, like a baby. Like I, He doesn't need that. And I think Omas has gotten enough rub from AJ now to go do your own thing. So go do your thing and leave AJ. You should put AJ and Finn in whatever brand together. So you know, whoever swaps around, but AJ and Finn should be together and they should do stuff together because they're not doing shit with Finn. I, I'm not even going to get into what happened at extreme rules. Oh, <laughs> well, but we got to, we got to so no, give us the venom. Give us all the out. This is a new beginning. Let's get all the negative from the past out. <sighs> I just, you know, it, so God saved Roman. Is that what we're it going with? That's the biggest return in wrestling no one's talking about. Everyone's CM Punk, da Brian Danielson, all these people. Where's Bray Wyatt going to go? Did any of us see the return of God to WWE? We haven't seen him since he wrestled Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I just, when I saw Roman look up and then like point, and I was like, oh, is this why they've been pointing up? Is this why this has yes. all been leading to this? Just God's oh, a member of the bloodline. Oh, oh good lord. Anyway, get Finn away from the bloodline because he's obviously never going to beat Roman and put him with AJ and another brand. Um, um, but my question is, 
I don't disagree with that, but do you trust them to do anything with Omos? I, I think as soon as they split those two up, he is three weeks away from 24-7 champion. Do you, do you not know Vince McMahon? That dude's going to be universal champion one day. You think? Uh, he's huge. That's all he cares about. Oh, my That's God, true. he's a giant. That's all he cares about. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he comes out with a skin suit with hair like the giant Gonzalez at one point. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's been a lot of giant Gonzaleses and Golgas over the years. He doesn't get every big guy over. That's true. I, I don't know. But I, I think he, I think he'll be fine. Uh, you know, he also had the Shane McMahon rub during the Raw Underground days. So, And I he was the big ninja. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, 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 I don't know. I'm very upset about what happened at Extreme Rules, by the way. I almost quit the product completely. It's okay. Same here. Like how do you, I, I was mad when they announced the match because they, they decided to announce that Brock and Roman was happening in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, they're going to give him the streak. They're going to give him Finn's streak. That's what they're doing. They're going to give him the, the undefeated demon streak. Awesome. Great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what Roman's doing. I'm And, and Chris, you know, because I, when I was at Store Horseman, I hated Roman. I was like, yes. this is the worst. And now, but now I'm I'm back. I'm in that bloodline is a thing. It's great. Paul Heyman is a genius. I'm all about it. But in fairness, we've learned over time the same way that you do not hit a Samoan in the head in wrestling. You do not. the The demon's weakness is Samoans. You know what I mean? He lost. The demon lost to Samoa Joe in NXT. That's a lost gym. And so. He's uh, he's his weakness is Samoan Joe's. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Samoan's name Joe. Oh Absolutely. my god. Uh, and, so Finn should have known that. He should have. He should not have accepted that match at all. And I get it. That was Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman loves Finn and he's trying to give him the rub. But like, right. don't kill the demon. Make it regular Finn. Let him. Let the prince lose. Yeah. That's fine. But the demon. You just ruined it. And I'm so sick of WWE destroying the characters that I end up caring about. Because I love villains and I love the darkness. And look at what they did to, to, to the fiend, you know? Yeah. And now now the demon's dead. It's like, come on. What are you doing to me? But anyway, go, going, going back to the yeah. draft choices, uh, uh, I think also Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz need to be oh, split yeah. up. <laughs> Get Omas and Aziz in a tag team together. Call them the Twin Towers. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Seth should be away from Roman. I think uh, that that he should go away to a different brand. Um, I don't like that there's still some kind of shieldy going on, shield vibes. Just uh, get them away from each other. Um, I hope King Nakamura and Boogs stay together. I don't yes. want that to break up. Love the man after Tyler's heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's really the big ones for me in terms of, of what I wanted to happen. Um, I, I, NXT call-ups are a thing. I hear that there, there's going to be a lot of them. I think that they're going to get, get rid of that. I'm going to get yeah, into that. I think all of the, the older class is going to move up. I think they want mm. all the new people to stay, except for maybe one or two of the big guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Braun Breaker gets jumped right to the top. So, uh, but but I do see a lot of older names being moved out of NXT during the draft for sure. Danny, what are your uh, draft highlights that you you're hoping to see? I really don't have any, to be honest. <laughs> I just want to be shaken up. So shake me up, baby. That's that's all. That's all I want. You know. 
So, I mean, um, pretty much, I can I can get down with some of the stuff, you know, you guys have already said, sure. Um, but uh, I don't really have any anything. What area of WWE do you think needs the most help? Like, I think the main event scene is relatively strong. You know, I Roman is great. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have fed him the demon either, but is what it is. Roman's great. Um, enjoy. I'm actually intrigued by this McIntyre Big E thing. Um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it. I kind of forgot about McIntyre, honestly, <laughs> for a little yeah. bit, uh, which was good because yeah. he was becoming so unlikable trying to beat Lashley. And uh, so this is like a new thing. I mean, apparently his new gimmick is that he just hates black people with the championship, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> speaks to me very personally. Um, so the main event scene is kind of fine. Um the tag division is dog shit. Uh, the women's division they, is unfocused. Um, oh, I mean, but I'm, I'm giving my opinions about it. Like, so what area do you think they need to focus on specifically probably with the draft in shaking things up? Were you asking me directly? Or you asking yeah, me? yeah. Oh my god! I was like waiting for someone else to chime in. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! <laughs> I was like, well, it's awful quiet in here. Yeah, uh, so you didn't have something like specific, like oh, I want this person um, to be on SmackDown. Like, what area would you love for them to address? Like, which area do when it happens on Raw you're, or SmackDown, you're just like tune out? Uh, probably the women's division. Yeah. Um, more so for me. Um, when you mentioned Asuka, I fucking forgot about her. It'd yeah. be nice to see where where they're gonna put her if they're gonna move her. Because isn't she on SmackDown right now? She's on SmackDown right now, right? No, she's on Raw. Yeah. Oh, I, God, I can't I, even I remember. <laughs> she's been gone for so long. I don't even fucking remember which uh, brand she's on. But I mean, you know, I'd like to see her come back, man. You know, Asuka's gonna kill you. I I, I miss that shit. It's been yeah. long overdue. And um, I don't know. I I, I feel like um. How do you guys feel about uh, uh, what's her fucking name, uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki Ash together? That. It's kind of it. weird, right? I don't get it at all. Yeah, can we can that. we split them up? Because I'd like to see that. <laughs> Wait, what's with them doing these uh, like these mismatched uh, rock and sock tag teams for the women? Well, because I mean, if, when you think about it, like WWE doesn't really—they're not really focusing on tag teams, right? We've talked about this before, and. Anytime they want to create some tag team, it's always like the most random pairing. Yeah. Where you're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden they split up, like, you know, randomly later on or something happens. Meanwhile, AEW is doing tag team wrestling so well that they're actually making me excited for a trios title. Like, they've done such a good job of putting Darby with Moxley and Kingston and now with the super click back together, you know, the notion of maybe death triangle getting in there, any combination of the dark order. Like there's so many different, the pinnacle. Bring back SCU. I know, (laughs) rest in peace SCU. But uh, there's so many different ways that they can go with it. And we, we had talked about and criticized even like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of fucking stables in fucking AEW and all these people. They're, they're in the friendship in AEW is the whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
But there's so many different ways that they could make the trios title work. And then the tag titles have given us great match after great match after great match. You know, while the selling was questionable in the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match, uh, you know, still a match of the year candidate, I would say. So I, I just I don't understand why WWE can't get their shit together, especially when they're so good at gauntlet matches. Mm. And multiple man matches in WWE. They're great at it. They're fucking great at it. But they can't seem to figure out tag teams. I don't understand. To, to kind of go back to what Annie said about uh, Rhea and, and Nikki. It, the closest thing I could come to making sense of the tag team is the superhero and the villain. Because, you know, Rhea looks like a villain. I guess. So I guess it's the, the hero and the villain teaming up. That's the closest explanation to that tag team. But I'm with you. I want it gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they would make that clear, that would be great. I, Rhea Ripley is one of the most I've, I've dropped the ball characters in the last few years that I can really think of. Rhea was on fire in NXT. And then we're yeah. so excited to see her brought up. And first of all, uh, Charlotte killed her push like completely. Mm. And then, like now, I, I don't even know who Rhea is as a character necessarily. It's just how like, did that pairing even happen? I feel like it was just random. It was the week after they were in the triple threat match for the title that Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's it was right. like, what do you do with the other two? Yeah, like, make them that's a tag team. Which I feel like they did that with Baszler and Nia Jax also. Well, Baszler yeah, had no business being in that tag too. team. Yeah. Yeah. Can we split them too, please? Thank you. I'm into Shayna, babyface Shayna. I would have never seen that coming. I'm yeah. into it. Fucking you got Shayna and Brock are babyface. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm into it. Um, and, and speaking of, of superhero villains that we thought would have been a natural thing to do, I would have swore that they would have given us Nikki Ash versus Alexa Bliss at some point. But it looks like Bliss, that. That version of her character might be finished. Yeah, they, oh. they're, they're, they did. They're she's tainted by the Rotunda uh, curse now. Um, the whole thing. I'm so sad about that whole scenario because I I love Alexa Bliss and I love what they were doing with her with the Fiend leading up to WrestleMania. That whole scenario could have gone so much better. You could have gotten that same exact message across better. Um, and now he's gone, and now she's. Her character seems dead, so I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Um, does this make you guys sad? Do you think that character has run its course? Do you think that it's time for the the goddess to make a return and goodbye the playhouse? I found that the whole uh, like Charlotte Alexa uh, program was like strangely. Uh, it was like ironically over. The crowd yeah. was really into it. Cause it was so bad and cheesy and all right. about like voodoo dolls. But <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it's it, wrestling's interesting that way. Cause like sometimes the audience just decides what's good and what's not. And if they decide that it's good, it's probably going to be good. Even if it's not great. Mm -hmm. um, so it was getting somewhere, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it's probably a good thing if they abandon this. I, I think they should go darker because they they right at WrestleMania she had the crown with the pouring black liquid, go that direction. Have well, her be so mad that her toy or whatever doll was destroyed that she goes into this black queen 
kind of like dark queen thing and she just has the crown and the paint and the, the death metal paint. But that's just me because I'm a death metal fan and you know I'm oh, wishful well, thinking. I'm calling you, I'm all into black queens, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I like Michelle Obama as much as the next guy. <laughs> but I think I think it's tough to do that unless you make a character like that, um, like this unbeatable monster. Because otherwise, you, you've got Abaddon, where it's like the supernatural shit doesn't work unless they're unbeatable. Same thing with the demon, you know? Like, yeah. if, if she comes back and she's not top of the card, then it's kind of silly. Well, also what Alexa has going against her with that gimmick is that she's so teeny. She's teeny tiny. And it's <laughs> like... He's pocket sized. Yeah, you throw her around and it's like, I'm not fucking scared of you. I don't, you whatever, you're creepy. I'm not fucking scared of you. <laughs> now I was I was thought about that with Chucky movies. Like, okay, yeah, it's it's unnerving that it's alive. Pick him up by his feet and beat him across the room. You, <laughs> you never had a you never had a buddy doll when you were a kid, did you? I did have a my buddy doll. Did you? And this is gonna be a really really deep insight into who I am as a human being in my psyche. But upon seeing child's play, uh, the way that my uh, mom explains it and describes it and recounts the story after seeing child's play for the first time, I stood up, walked into my bedroom, came out with my, my buddy doll who was now completely naked. Uh, I proceeded it. You gotta make sure he's not bugged. So I re- I proceeded to beat it relentlessly uh, <laughs> around the house, and then I removed its head, and then I surgically repaired the head and gave it away to my little cousin. Now that it was dead, yeah. uh, so maybe that's why I have so much <laughs> yeah. anger. And, and I threw mine in the trash as soon as I could because I was terrified. I'm like, nope. Fuck out of here. <laughs> See, the mistake you made was you didn't make sure it was dead first. Yeah, and then it could come back out of the trash and seek its bloody revenge. I made sure that thing was fucking deceased or if at least uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just smart. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not saying I want to see someone beat Alexa Bliss to death and remove her head. I'm just saying that her tiny stature makes it tough to be <laughs> to, ma- to believe that she's scary. Is that what you're saying? Because yeah. she's so tiny. I I feel like you're going to add something. (laughs) That kind of adds to it. I think the fact that she's so tiny, like if you're going the supernatural route, anything's possible. You know, that much power in such a tiny little package. There's something cool about that. Well, yeah, like the the horror movies with like the ring with the little girl. Yeah. 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 yeah, I I mean, every horror movie with anything tiny is petrifying. You know, little kid, you're like, oh, God. I think now is a good time, too. We're heading into Halloween. Bring bring back the Black Alexa Queen gimmick for Halloween. Make it super supernatural. Bring back the Pumpkin King Finn Balor. I'm just kidding. Don't please undo (laughs) (laughs) that. That would be great. He comes out as Jack Skellington. God, that was so Um, bad. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, switching gears just a little bit, uh, since we're trying to cover everything in the wrestling stratosphere, a lot of people were speculating that Bray Wyatt was going to be making his AEW debut relatively soon because, you know, we're in the spooky season. But uh, he didn't debut uh, at, the, at the most recent show in New York, and uh, which he was highly rumored to be doing. 
And but now the rumors have made a strong shift suggesting that Wyatt will more than likely show up in impact wrestling as opposed to AEW. Um mistake on his part, or do you think that this is a great opportunity for him? It's it seems it seems like a mistake. Because we know what impact is, but I think I, I, there's very few people in the industry that I trust with the keys to a promotion to get it over, and I think Bray Wyatt might be one of them. Hmm. You think he's enough to sort of put that promotion on his back and elevate them? Perhaps he's enough to do something good there, where no one's doing much good. You know, fair play to you, sir. Because when in in all fairness, when Impact gave Matt Hardy yeah. the keys to the kingdom to do Broken Matt and the Broken Universe, the entire wrestling world started talking about not necessarily the promotion at large, but at least those segments. Yeah. And if they're smart and they pay attention to their history, they'd give Bray, who's clearly a creative genius, the same kind of keys to the kingdom. Maybe you're right. Maybe there is something there that can happen. And again, in their defense, they've been good about their supernatural characters. Where everything they did, did with Rosemary and all that stuff was actually really good. So you think maybe that's what uh, the Wyndham Rotunda is seeing, and it's like that's where I can like grow the most or whatnot. You're into the spooky shit, Annie. Is that is this a good move for for Bray? I mean, you know, I was kind of. Is this just a rumor though? This is just a rumor, right? That he it is just a rumor. It's it just, just a rumor. rumor. I I guess I could kind of see it, kind of maybe elevating them a little bit i think i'm i much rather would have preferred seeing him go to AEW, but i i guess i could kind of see that working in his favor in that sense a little bit mm-hmm. but i don't know and i don't think AEW needs it that much oh well, that's what i was getting ready to say too is that like so i almost feel like if that is true and that you know obviously that's a decision that he made if that is in fact true that he is going to go to impact and it almost feels like maybe he if he is going to do that that his choice was made based on the simple fact that there's so many people that have gone from wwe to AEW, and they're just kind of i don't want to use the word oversaturated but you know there's so many people with AEW now that maybe that was kind of part of the decision if that is in fact his decision i know i'm repeating myself here but you know what i mean yeah i think because I was going to say, even if he does go to AEW, they should wait on him like, I don't know, like yeah. five, six months. Could let, yeah, let like, Cole and Punk and Brian. Because uh, uh, there's so Brian much. Brian there's so many, so many people that have just moved over there. I feel like if he were to go there now, yeah, that would just be a little, a little much. A little and they much. just introduced Malachi Black, which is yeah. like their dark guy. Well, yeah, AEW at the moment is is quite top heavy. It's 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 very much like you know you thought you were in a threesome and then here comes two more cocks. Like it's just a lot to deal with at any given time. Gang and, you know, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. Don't make don't make eye contact. It's fine. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So you know you want to make sure that every dick that you're dealing with feels special in those scenarios. And so you know you don't want Braves to go unnoticed and uncared for. 
You know what I mean? I I I don't. Uh, you know, I I go back and forth on this. Bray is a very the fiend was a very big deal for me. I'm a I'm a you know I'm a Joker guy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm you know what I mean? Like that's my thing, and I love the Alexa Bliss being the Harley thing. So I, I'm very invested in what Bray is gonna do. That being said, yes, Impact could be a good move for him. I think that if they go in the route of the deletion, already broken, hardy thing, cool. But I don't watch Impact on a regular, like, I don't watch the whole show. I watch when there's a thing happening. Like, if the boys, the good brothers are doing something cool, you know, I still keep in touch. I'll read the, the highlights. I'm like, all right, something's happening. I'm going to watch. But I'm not going to be, like, glued to Impact. I don't think... It'll elevate the brand, but I don't think it's going to elevate him all that much. And on the the perspective of AEW being so top heavy, I honestly I'm kind of at that point where I don't care. I don't care. Keep it going. You know what I mean? You have this momentum going right now with AEW. You keep signing, and like it, there's always, it, it feels like every dynamite something huge is going to happen. Fucking keep it going. And I'm all about the the Winham the Winham uh, the cult of Winham building a faction. And and having Malachi build his house of black and having those factions go at it, and they don't even need titles. That could just be a thing that just goes on for a while, for like a year even. Uh, So I'm kind of okay with just keep it going. But also the 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 whole concept of AEW where like the the forbidden doors knocked over, like you could just float around. You know what I mean? Go to Impact to do a thing. Come AEW, do your thing over there. Go to New Japan. I don't care. Just don't go back to WWE. (laughs) That's all I'm asking. That being said, I mean, you know, just like the Good Brothers, they're on Impact and they show up on AEW all the time. So even if even if he were to go to Impact, the possibilities of seeing him on AEW would be highly likely as well. So maybe that is a good move. Go to Impact, build the win, the cult of Winham, and then eventually have them invade AEW against Malachi's House of Black or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You know, I was, it's a bit on the nose, but just give him the dark order and stop that making too. this corny. Uh, like, that too. I'm yeah. all about that, man. I'm yeah, all I was about that. Say, do you think that this whole thing with like they sort of quelled it because they had to do the you know the Brody Lee tributes on this past episode because they were in his hometown and all that? But do you think that this storyline of them like having dissension and not being get along and no direction ever since Hangman? sort of abandon them. I was going to say, did you, do you guys think that that's leading up to, Oh, there's a void. And so we need a leader. And then that's when someone like Bray or even uh, Malachi takes over. So question is when, when is his uh, non-compete up? Is it up already? It was supposed to be, well, he had a choice. Apparently, apparently he could have waived the non-compete only. He wouldn't have gotten paid or something for that time in which, that he would have gotten paid up to the 90 days or he could take the night, the full 90 days and still get paid, which I th- believe is up on the 21st of October. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect timing. Bring him into the dark order. Have it be, make a kooky, make a thing where they have to summon a new, a reincarnation of the, what was it? The, the exalted one. Yeah. And it's, and it's Bray, you know, and think about the heel heat, okay? If Bray showed up in whatever new gimmick this is with the Cult of Wyndham and all that, 
and he tries to take the Dark Order. Negative one tries to stop him, and he fucking mandible claws that kid. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? I mean, that's better than Lashley, Hurt Lock, and Goldberg. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, talking beating up minors. That's right up there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's good heat. God damn it, that's good shit, brother. <laughs> I'm into um, it. I'm into it. I hope it happens. But speaking of AEW, now that we're uh, we've all you know we've all come very hard at the debuts of Brian and and CM Punk. I did not um, come. We're all basking, yeah, <laughs> and we're all basking in the uh, afterglow of that uh, sexual experience. How do we rate it? How do we rate what they've done so far? I mean, what we're we about we're like a month out of of both debuts, basically, right? Um, do we think that they've handled both Punk and Brian well? Do we feel like the wilt is kind of off the rose? Do you think that, you know, are you still very excited for, for round two with these guys? I'll start with Annie on this one. Um, you know, and we kind of, I think we kind of briefly talked about this in the last episode, maybe, or maybe the one before that, I don't remember, but, um, I think I'm hoping I should rephrase that like round two will be a little bit better because I feel like it kind of I mean, like obviously CM Punk's been gone for a really, really long time. Right. And, you know, his first match back wasn't the greatest, you know, um, and I think that you know, with a little bit of some work, he can, you know, get better and kind of, you know, show people like, hey, I'm back and and I'm, you know, I'm going to be the best that I can be. So I'm hoping that round two will be a little bit better, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the, ex the excitement was there and now it's kind of, I don't want to say it's dwindling, but I feel like it could be elevated. You know what I mean? It is dwindling, it by the way. Yeah. A little, a little yeah. But, but that it's impossible yeah. to maintain debut excitement several weeks in i think they're they're easing in they're taking their time it's not like it's definitely not anything uh crazy and, and super exciting just yet but i don't think it needs to be they're just getting their footing sure I yeah that, I, could, like, I could agree with that yeah i think they're both still on the runway they're not they haven't taken off yet yeah they haven't taken off yet that's a good I way of putting it it's a really great enjoy way the juxtaposition of the two where it's like punk is i'm gonna work my way up i'm gonna fight the younger guys and give them the old rub and interact with guys like powerhouse Hobbs. You know what I mean? And Daniel Bryan's like, fuck that first match, Kenny Omega. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going, he's the, he's the guy in prison. That's like, who's the biggest motherfucker in here. And you know what I mean? And punches him right in the face. And I'm all about that life. Like that's what I'm talking about. So I, I like that they're handling it the two different ways. And so Somewhere in between, you know, they're going to meet, perhaps. And your boys, are my boys, our boys, Eddie, the Lucha Brothers, have called out Punk and Brian for a tag team match at Triple Mania, for God's sakes. I'm like... That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to talk about all the ways to make me come like that's what i'm talking about baby. Let's go my nipples is hard right now through the Shawn michaels wrestling academy shirt that none of you have no one in the I like, world. i like that you say if you want to talk about it and then say something that no one wants to talk about <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i thought people wanted to talk about my ejaculations no is that not a thing on this podcast no, I mean, that's, that's fine. 
<laughs> I will. I will. I'll put you guys on a new group thread that's just about my my semen. Um, <laughs> but uh, what 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 are your thoughts on this, on Eddie? I I'm a little biased because I don't like CM Punk. I don't get it. I've never gotten it. You I'm, and Josh will be in simpatico about this because hey, he missed the whole thing. Look, I missed I missed his time in the in the ring, but I tried to go back. And I, I, you know, I'm the rock and roll beer guy. Do you think I give a shit about the straight edge savior? <laughs> no. I, and I had some buddies of mine. They're like, "No, man, he's our guy. He's a punk guy. You know, he's a he's a metal guy." I'm like, "No, no. I he does not represent me in any way. Fuck that guy." But <laughs> I, CM Punk exclusively. I think he's a Phil's a great dude. He's a great guy. Sure, that's, sure, sure. That's separate. I'm talking about the gimmick. Um, I don't care about CM Punk. I think I, th the way I went into it when he debuted was, all right, impress me. Show me why you're the best in the world. And nothing happened. Like I was just like, what are you doing? And I don't care. What are you commentating? Get out of here. You know what I mean? Look at Daniel Bryan. Shows up. Kenny Omega, match of the fucking year. That's how you do it. That's how you're the best in the world. Not this. What are you doing? Calling out Hobbs. Hobbs is cool. Uh, he has a future. He has potential. But what are you doing? I don't care. It's not impressing me. I still haven't seen the best in the world. How can you, and especially at that uh, event where it was Kenny and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson? Sorry, my, my, you know. We know. Brian, you know. Brian, you know yeah. But, you know, they had that match, which is already match of the year contender, the two arguably best in the world. And then Punk comes out with best of the world. I'm like, how are you the best in the world? Did you see what I just saw? And I guess, you know, he acknowledged it. He's like, how do you follow that? Exactly. Get the fuck off my screen. So that's that's how I feel about it. I think uh, hopefully down the road, maybe they pair them up and the Lucha. I think that's cool. I'll watch that. I'm still giving him a shot to impress me. But so far, I don't care. I don't care about Punk. And I think what they're doing with uh, Brian is the correct thing to do. I think we should see more matches with him and Kenny until eventually he becomes champ and then people are trying to kick his ass and I, I don't know something but I think they're handling you guys that. feel like cuz up until recently the conventional wisdom was no one can beat Omega unless it's Page first. They had this whole long-term storyline where they were tag team champions together and you know he's not going to get the shot the dark order fails so he, he's not going to get a shot then he goes he's gone now because he had a baby and this that and the other but as and jim Cornette has talked about this at length on his podcast since you've been gone baby we got daniel bryant cm punk adam cole who i don't feel like is all the way down with this elite shit i think he's down with the bucks but i don't know if he's all the way in for this can, can I can I point out one thing from that that you're talking about? Sure. When he came out and cut a promo and he started talking about the elite, he didn't mention the good brothers, and that hurt Not me. Not even at all. Not that hurt me so much. He's like, We got Kenny Omega, we got the Bucks, and me, bitch. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the boys? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I don't think they can trust Adam Cole all the way. No, baby. Yeah. I think um, they're gonna they're gonna super click away, maybe. Keep that away, and then I don't know. And then there's still a wild card of one Cody Rhodes, who I think has been doing a perfect 
troll job of people to yeah. turn heel. I, well, I think people were not getting it. Is it troll? I'm so curious because I watched his reality show and how can someone be in character and be so 100% perfect at all times that he's so like, uh, he's so frustratingly uh, <laughs> Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is is it just him or is he I, doing it? Is he working it? I truly believe he's that good. I truly do. If you watch the show, he's yeah. insufferable. I I think that's the point. Yeah. I think the whole, just look at the things he's done and said. This is the guy who destroyed the throne at the first AW show. And then yeah. later on, he's like, oh, Triple H is my favorite wrestler of all time. It's like, no, 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 no. He is playing these marks so beautifully this guy came out in a Homelander outfit, basically. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, dude. He's Homelander. The he last Homelander. time he wrestled, he is, he's telling you without telling you, I'm fucking heel. I'm not a good guy. He's lost Arn Anderson now. They keep <laughs> propping up him and Brandy. You know what I mean? I think that he's totally going to rejoin the elite. And we're going to, and it's going to, it, it's great. It's greatness. But I say all that to say, I think the ship has sailed on Adam Page. And it's he's a victim of circumstance, and it sucks. But I think we'll get around to you later, buddy. We got bigger things to deal with. Maybe. You might be right. But I think if they're smart, you still go ahead with them. Mm. And I think that puts over their own talent. It's not a person they brought over. It's the a homegrown guy. It's a young guy. They have all these young like we've talked about it at length. That kind of the only problem is they're adding too much talent and bringing in too many people from elsewhere. When they have like a solid stable of great young talent, I think you've got to pull the trigger on one of them at some point. And like if if Paige was the answer, I say don't change it. There's history there with Bullet Club too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cody and Cody and Paige were in the Bullet Club at the same time, so there is history there. Playoff. I totally hear what you're saying. <laughs> I totally hear what you're saying, and a lot of people were applauding that about this most recent title change with Sammy Guevara beating Miro, um, because it was elevating their homegrown AEW talent, and now there's what? There's only is there any champion that isn't from WWE? Again, that's all the champions are no longer from WWE at this point. And that's what everyone was saying. Like, look how they use the WWE guys to get their talent over. Now all their talent is our champions and all that. With that being said, Miro was on a great fucking run. And I don't think we saw the climax of that. Did you see the, someone posted on Twitter the explanation of he uh Hold on, I'm pulling it up. He, he there was like a, a you know, the, on the plates on the side of the title, mm -hmm. it was some like Bulgarian mountain that symbolizes the the seven something or others. <laughs> I'm butchering it, but there was like some something symbolic uh, from his homeland about the seven mountains, and then someone came to something on the on the eighth. And so somebody was like, oh, he's for sure defending the title against seven competitors and losing it on the eighth. And then he did. And there's like a deep-rooted meaning behind what, how long he had it. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Very. Well, with with all his talk about how his wife, you know, all the time, uh, I was expecting a nice climax, like you said. Yeah. He is talking about fucking Lana just all like the time. all the regular on AEW TV. Um, what was more loads than Arn Anderson shooting fucking people who try to rob him? God. <laughs> Why? I know it's. I know it was in Rochester, and there was a. Whole, it was like a whole tribute thing, but they didn't need to make Sammy Guevara like Dark Order for some inexplicable reason. Yeah, I don't like the. I don't. They should pick somebody else. It could have been I one mean, of the Dark Order folks. Why did they have to go with Sammy? Sammy doesn't need it. They go. They were doing a whole thing about like the pillars of AW. Yeah. And, which was such a forced promo by MJF. Like, that was just so... I, like I, I thought it was a good promo, but it was just like, wait, when has anyone ever talked about that? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, who the... Like, no one's ever mentioned the pillars of AEW, but I I like the notion because it's kind of like the ace idea in New Japan and, like, the Young Lions who eventually became the aces and this, that, and the other. So it's, it's a cool idea, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind. I thought it was kind of random. There was no build. You know, Miro was on a great run. We didn't see what the most we could get out of that. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, look, here we are. Rampage is tonight. SmackDown is tonight. We're thirty minutes into SmackDown. If you're an East Coaster, um, or if you got a VPN like me, um, who's about to watch it right after this. So, um, ton to look forward to. Not just in the world of wrestling, but in this very podcast. I got to just like, Eddie, I thought you were a great addition today. Very fucking, I welcome you with open arms. Thank, Thank you, you for contributing everything that you contributed. And I was able to hear it clearly, unlike when Josh Martin says anything. But um, <laughs> <laughs> happy to have you here, buddy. Thanks, um, I'm excited for not only what happens in the draft, and with AEW, but what's going to happen here with Russell Fetish um, going forward? Where can they find all you guys in the meantime? Eddie, lead it off. All right, find me at at RRBG Podcast. Uh, that's where you'll find my show. I'm, I handle it myself, so I'll respond to any DMs. Shoot me any DMs you got. Uh, you know, don't send me dick pics. Uh, you know, please. Uh, totally send them dick pics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, hit me up at RRBG Podcast. Check out some of the episodes I have up there with Penta and, and Chris Dickinson and Josh Barnett and whoever else. Um, I will be trying to be involved with the Bloodsport event that's happening in Los Angeles. I'm not entirely sure what my role is going to be, but I will be there. And uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, give me a little follow. At Annie? No, go ahead. At T Lemko on all the things. If you uh, if you need me, you know where to find me. And go to anticruise.com, click on links, and you'll find all the things on there the gram, Facebook, my Twitch, Twitter, yada, yada, yada. I mentioned all those goddamn comedians that I have to book shows for. So if you want to see what shows are coming up, generally hit me up at, at Chris underscore please. I generally post about it in my stories. I don't post much on my, my regular feed anymore. Um, not sure why. Just trying something different. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find us at Russell Fetish um, on most of the things. Russell F Pod on Twitter. 
Um, like I said, the Patreon is going to be back next week now that we're getting our shit together. Uh, but we love you and we're happy that you're still here and we appreciate you. And do us a favor, please stay horny. For wrestling. <laughs>